0: This is a radio.com original.
1: Sometimes people just come in and they just need a little bit of wrench therapy in their brain, man. I don't know. Depends. <laughs> I
2: I feel like being a mechanic, being a shop owner is so similar to being a bartender or being a therapist. Really? Like, <laughs> it's all the same, right? You're listening to people's problems and you're and you're helping them problem solve and figure it out and you become the, the therapist for a lot of your customers.
1: And it's like sometimes I spend as much time just talking to a customer as I spend diagnosing the car. Just make sure they're okay. <laughs> make yeah. sure their car is
0: okay. Hey, welcome back to an all new. Uh, let's try that again. Hey, welcome <laughs> back to it you all. Know, this is why we record this and I can edit it. If I did this live, you know how embarrassing that would be? You oh, it would be amazing. You yeah. will be
2: laughing the whole time. It'd be fantastic. Great ratings. I think you Maybe should Maybe I'll
0: it. just start the show like this. Yeah, I think you should. That. Everybody, it'll be behind the scenes. Exactly. The curtain. Okay. Takes
3: will be available later.
0: Yes. <laughs> huh? What? Welcome back to an all new edition of the Talking About Cars podcast where, yes, you know, it's all about everybody has a car story. A chance to forget about the craziness in the outside world and get into the craziness right here and now. <laughs> That's basically it. And a chance to indulge on some great car stories from celebrities, from car personalities, and we have one of each. Now they're going, which one is which? I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. That's I think I'm the
1: personality. Yeah. And, uh... yeah.
0: Thank you. I'm Randy Cardoon. That over there is Hot Rod Bob. Wave, Bob, so you can tell. There you go. And our guests, you know them. You love them from the TV show Two Broke Girls. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, and that's Australia, also true. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's Nailed uh, it. Girls Garage, yes. It's Bogey and Faye. Hello, gals. Thanks for coming into the show. Hi. Uh, this is really Thanks cool. for having us. This is awesome. <laughs> See, on this show, we, we this is about all the sound effects we can afford. Is this here?
3: Yeah, hey,
2: Welcome whatever the, works
0: <laughs> exactly. Welcome to the show, guys, and uh, thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks for having us.
0: So, we are on Zoom, as you can tell, and this is an op. And for those of you who are listening on radio.com, uh, this is interesting because we recorded this and the whole pandemic thing's still going on. I, I'm going to start there and just get it out of the way. How are you guys dealing with the pandemic? Let me start with you, Bogie. What's, what's it been like? And did this interrupt any of your um, taping of the all girls show?
2: Oh yeah, I mean this interrupted everything, right? I mean, my, the, the show is on hold. We weren't flying out to Florida to do our filming. So that's, that was on hold. We're getting ready to start that back up soon. So that's exciting. And really pretty much everything else that I do in my life is around like bringing people together. (laughs) So whether it's a car show or teaching classes or the all-female build that I do at my shop or the workshops or the classes, like all of that stuff, can't do any of that. So it's been an interesting time for me. Um, I still consider myself one of the lucky ones. You know, I'm not on the front lines. I don't knock on wood. Have anybody close to me who's been affected immediately by it, um, and so that's awesome. And fortunately, I was, you know, in a position where I'm, I'm quarantining in a in an okay house. Like, so I'm I'm count myself as very very lucky, and I'm very grateful for that. So, all in all, it's all good.
0: Faye, what about you?
1: Uh, well, as as Bogie said, I'm grateful to be essential. My shop is still open. Um, I haven't I haven't closed it down a day. In fact, I've worked kind of overtime. I've been there the last couple weekends, and plan on working through this entire weekend as well. Um, right. But you know, the type of um, the type of customer, I guess, the type of jobs that I've been doing have been—I um, don't know—I found myself working a lot harder and a lot longer to chase the same dollar. So instead of you know, a lot of us um, who work a flat rate pay are just like killing to get those gravy jobs. You know, those jobs that you do over and over and over again, and like you just get so good at it, you know which sockets so and which right, like you can all your tools, waste any time. Um, and I have so much less preventative maintenance and routine maintenance, uh, which is obviously, I mean, sometimes it gets a little boring, gets a little routine, right? But like, you know, that, that's kind of what pays the bills, you know, and like the, the time that you make up for those jobs. You can kind of spend like a little extra time diagnosing over here, or a little extra time talking to a customer over there. And i found that most of my time in the shop has gone to, uh, it was gone towards like you know really like you know making customers feel better about you know the repairs that they're choosing to do to their vehicle. Uh, I don't have people coming in requesting routine maintenance anymore. It's more just like, oh crap, I just got my last paycheck. I'm laid off. My car, like my check engine light's flashing. I've got this budget. What can I do? Help me out. So I've had to sort of restructure my my warranty. I've had to. Um, I, I don't have any interns or apprentices in the shop right now. And um, then I've also kind of gone back to doing some mobile work to um, for customers of mine who are either elderly or just afraid to leave their houses for whatever reason. Well, for whatever reason. For the term. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, yeah. Why. and uh, you know, kind of, a, kind of a bummer, um, you know, my, uh, my, I've been able to keep paying my rent, but my landlords haven't. So very good chance I'm gonna lose the amazing building that I'm in. So it's affected me heavily. In my shop, even though I'm working as much as I always have, if not more, it's like the money's just not coming in. So it's Mm. lousy, but what you gonna do? At
0: least I'm working. (laughs) Wow, were you guys actually shooting the show when this happened, or we
2: were we were kind of like right about to fly out to film, right as things were getting kind of serious. Like it was still kind of. We didn't really know how things were gonna go. Some states were starting to put in some restrictions, not like kind of universally, and we were supposed to fly out, and like up until the very last moment we were gonna the go. The last
1: moment. The
2: very yes. last moment. We were all on the phone
1: like, with each other like, should we do it, should we go? I don't know, should we go? I don't I don't wanna get stuck. We like freaked out together like as Boogie was like literally on her way to the airport, and I was packing and getting ready to go like. <laughs>
2: It's true. I'm glad was, that we had I each other the through
1: that than, with you know.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I was probably a little bit more nervous than Faye was, but she was, was, was like, i fine," like, well, and I'm like, "I don't know. I feel I like you ended up being right,
1: though. I think you ended up being right. I think we would have gotten stuck or had a travel ban of some sort when we were out there. So I'm glad I had you as like the the
0: sensible, the sensible one." Would you tell her to turn around and go home? What's that? Do you tell her to turn around and go home?
2: Kind of. I mean, I was supposed to fly out earlier than she was. And um, and she was having difficulty getting a flight because they were already starting to cancel them. And I'm like, this yeah. is a sign, y'all. This is a sign. We should maybe not do this. Maybe this isn't smart. We should we should lay low a little bit and see how this whole thing plays out. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been weird. It's been really weird not, you know, seeing each other and working together and being on set and um it's this has just been such a roller coaster ride i think for everybody emotions are all over the place and i think even for each of us individually like one day i feel this way one day i feel this way one day i'm here one day i'm here like i'm kind of all over the place and i've just been really focusing on my my little personal mantra has been like be easy on yourself and be easy on everyone else like easy on those around you like we've just got to like love on each other and be respectful of one another and um, no that's that's so true and like especially for
1: people i mean i don't want to speak for pokey but i feel like we're very much the same in this regard that we're both like we both have super high expectations of ourselves and like hold ourselves to like the super high standard of like things getting done and in times like this it's important to remember that like just getting through the day (laughs) um is is like a, a huge accomplishment when you're around like you know, there's, there's so much sadness, there's so much craziness, there's so much uncertainty. And, uh, and this is like a mental health marathon, y'all. Like, this is, this is really hard. And like, I hear all these people saying like, oh, well, I'm home now. It's so, like, I finally, like, I have no excuses why not to get all these things done. And they've got these crazy to-do lists. And I'm like, yo, calm down. Like, you know, just breathe, get through the day. Don't, don't take yourself in the middle of this pandemic and just start like dumping all these other expectations on yourself. Right. Like, forget that we have to survive first. And that is awesome. (laughs) Everything else comes second.
3: Yep. Toby, when you go back to shooting, are you going to, uh, uh, you're almost going to be into the second, another season. So are you, will you film two seasons back to back? Or are you just just going to- No,
2: so our season actually coincides with the calendar year. So we started season nine, the beginning of, of 2020. And we're just, we just paused. So we're still going to film as many episodes as we were originally going to film. We just haven't filmed them yet. So now instead of, you know, filming two episodes at a time, we'll film three or four episodes at a time each time we go out to visit. So it's going to be a little bit more intense, but it's not we're not necessarily like splitting up or adding a new season. We finish our season 9 at the end of 2020.
0: Wow. Well, you know, if you guys have anything you want to vent like I mentioned to uh, Bogey earlier, uh, before we started to record, uh, yeah, we, the doctors are in, and uh, we will we will take your insurance. I just wanted to let you know if you wanted to, uh, you know, tell us. I
2: like that you assume we have insurance. We work uh, that's, for ourselves, that's a good
0: yo. Good <laughs> point. I forgot all about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a really that's a good,
0: good point. expensive, <laughs> <laughs> no, man. It's,
2: yeah, it's been uh, really interesting you know it's been from like a sociology like psychology perspective it's been really interesting to kind of sit back and watch you know how how this is bringing out both the best and the worst in people and in companies and it's been really interesting to see how some of the big companies and smaller yeah. companies have responded like it brings out where their true values are and also in individuals like when you you know people somehow losing risk like just genuine like human kindness and respect for one another like i don't care what your views are or your beliefs are but let's not judge one another and it it's been very interesting to watch both the best and the worst
0: come mm. out oh yeah,
2: yeah. I'd, I'd
1: agree with that
0: yeah, especially really if buddy. you happen to catch yourself going the wrong way in a supermarket lane and uh <laughs> somebody decides to say something and uh actually that happened the other day I
2: was going to say, that doesn't sound like
0: a hypothetical. <laughs> no. Well, actually, I was on the right side of things. I'm walking along and I see, you know, they have these announcements every five minutes at the stores, you know, stay in the right lane. This is, we have directions and all this. And people are like just getting snottier than all hell when you call them on that. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. You guys run into that where you are?
2: I've I've run into that, and I think, you know, what I've seen a lot is uh, somebody from the Motor Trend family, Chris Jacobs actually, posted something the other day where he was wearing a face mask at an event, and there were a number of comments to him about, you know, too bad you look like an idiot in your face mask, and face masks don't work, and nobody else is wearing it, so all this judgment around it, and I just, I had to say something, I normally don't, but I had to say something, because we don't know what people's situations are, right? Like, and I... I feel like just respect people's personal choices. You don't have to agree, just respect their personal choices, because we don't know. Like, I have a good friend who has an autoimmune disease. She looks healthy. She looks perfectly fine, right? Faye as well. Like, you can be silent sick, as they call it, right? Like, you can look healthy, but not be healthy. And so we just got to respect people's choices.
0: Well, Faye, do you have an autoimmune disease we don't know about? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I have celiacs and a bunch of other weird crap from my childhood. So, um, so yeah, although I don't, I don't like to act like it. I like to act like I'm, you know, impenetrable, but it's not, it's not true. (laughs) Bogie said that really, really, really well. Um, and I think that she and I actually have totally different situations in terms of like how our governors, how our states are handling things. So I'm in like the middle of nowhere, Texas, and it's very much like a free for all. Like you don't see a lot, you don't see hardly anyone wearing masks. There's not a lot of um, not a lot of rules and regulations around it. Um, things have been relatively open. Uh, actually, I just, I just went to the gym last weekend and got tacos and sat at the bar a couple weeks ago. So things are opening up here in the middle of nowhere, Texas. But I think I, I think Bogey, where you're at, isn't it a little bit crazier in Phoenix?
2: It's a little bit stricter, but it's still quite a bit of a free, you live in a little bit more rural of, of yeah. an area where I'm in a more densely populated. So yeah. the regulations are still kind of loosey goosey.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, okay. and yet there's just so many more people. So there's more opportunities for conflict of thought processes, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I personally, like I, I, my opinion on the whole thing changes, throughout the day, but I haven't felt any real strong desire to suddenly, our restrictions have been lifted to a large degree, but I don't really feel the need to go to a restaurant right now or, I've been enjoying cooking at home, like I've been enjoying doing more uh, home type things. This is the longest I've been in my house. Yeah. Without flying to another state, like in a row for probably seven or eight years.
1: What's that? This woman is like the busiest person I know. Like, you too, I think girl. Like, oh my God. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm so impressed. Like, I, I've actually been wondering like how it's been affecting you because, like, you're such a bitch body and you do hold yourself to such a high standard. I've been like, I've been curious. I'm, like, oh my God, what is she going to do now that she can actually enjoy her house and her pool and her life? Know, it's at been home? crazy.
2: I've been, I've been, honestly, it's been really a nice shift. This is the longest I've been home in years. I'm so- sure.
0: But isn't it weird? that now you have that opportunity, you don't know what to do next, because you're like, wait a minute, you know, something's wrong, I can actually relax, but I'm not relaxing, why is that?
2: It took a little while, I'm not gonna lie, it definitely took a little while. I've I've kind of adjusted at this point, um, and now there's a little bit of apprehension about, we fly out to film again in a week and a half, two weeks, and I'm yeah. like, oh. I don't know that I'm ready to go back to that crazy lifestyle yet. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's one thing everyone's going to have to get used to. Get used to traffic, get used to tra- to crowds, waiting in line, putting your name in at a restaurant and waiting. The other yeah. thing is... Well, I'm not into that over here, but... <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the other thing is, too, are, are your appliances going to make it through this?
2: <laughs> are my appliances going to make it
3: through? Yeah, your appliance I mean, your, your dishwasher, your stove, your refrigerator, you've been using them so much more now.
1: It's true. <laughs> that's actually... <laughs> that's a good point actually since this pandemic has started our septic tank has overflowed three times
0: Oh and man! Pay off those tacos. You're,
3: you're not going to get into anything like
0: that from any other <laughs> podcast. I just want to let you know. I just want
2: you to know my Making life. News. Yeah, we
0: can't afford to fix it, so it's going to keep on <laughs> overflowing. Breaking news: today's <laughs> septic tank has blown up three times in the last. <laughs> That's right.
1: Little, little hey, hour. at least I chose to put my garden in the front yard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
3: yeah. You get the greenest grass on the yard in the block, and everyone's wondering you know why. What's weird? And you're, you know what's weird is yeah. There's the
1: most grass right there. And well, your dogs yeah. and your the greenest, cats are going the greenest it works. Literally, yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> stop talking about that. I'm sorry
0: about it. <laughs> all right. Uncultuous. What's that? What's that? We're a car show? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. I get that. We can we might as well talk cars, I guess. You know what uh, we could. We could. We could kind of do that. Now, Bogie's been on the show. This has got to be what, number three or number four for you? One more, and I think you get a sport coat. Oh, um, on your show? <laughs> I do so. i
2: get a
0: sport coat that would be oh, awesome or, or a t-shirt or or some other uh too tired guys swag that bob is huh. hoarding in his house um and then of course faye this is the first time you've been on the show and yeah. there's so much to learn about you for example for example bob take a wild guess where she went
3: to college she lives in texas so probably uh, new york well you're close <laughs> <laughs>
0: See. Easiest uh, way. To my master. A say. <laughs> okay. Hey, where did you go Cambridge. to college and what did you study? Cambridge. Uh,
1: Cambridge, Massachusetts. And I studied psychology.
0: Oops, say it again. You're breaking up a little bit. Ka-
1: Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, and I studied psychology. My degree in psychology. I actually have You like how she avoided that
0: answer. It. Yeah, you still haven't told me what college you went to.
1: Did? Oh, you said where, not what college. Oh, okay. <laughs> I went to Harvard University. Graduated in 2010 with my degree in psychology, and uh, I will say I I was about halfway through. I had a little bit of a midlife crisis, and I was really disappointed when I found out that they did not offer an autowooded class. So, well, they can improve, I guess.
0: She's a Harvard gal, yeah. How'd you get involved with cars? cars? How the third used to always say, She's a Harvard girl, you know, that kind of
1: yeah, yeah, careful, watch out.
3: You actually um,
1: reading your minds and predicting your thoughts. Uh, No, uh, you know what? If you were to ask my mom uh, how I got involved in cars, she would tell you that I came out of the womb loving cars. Uh, I I just always loved things with wheels, and I loved going fast. So uh, roller skates, bicycles. Actually, I was a big ice skater, too, because I grew up in rural New Hampshire. And um, I just, I always, always had a thing for cars and how fast they went, and I was just fascinated by them, you know? But I was always also, like, very feminine. I was just, like, kind of a tomboy, I guess, like, I had this awesome picture of me when I was like, uh, my, I think second or third birthday. And I got like this big, they used, to, they used to make them a lot different, like a Tonka truck that like actually dumped and it was like, you know, nice and metal. And then also like a wedding dress. So like, those were my likes when I was, you know, two or three, I don't know how old, but I don't know. It's just, it's just always been something that I loved. Um, I wish I could explain it, but I can't.
3: Wedding dress in a Tonka truck. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I
1: don't think there's anything <laughs> yeah. wrong with that. Oh, that's if, nice. I th- if I think of it later, I'll send you a picture. It's actually pretty awesome.
3: <laughs> reminds, me of, reminds me of Runaway Bride.
0: <laughs> you played with Tonka trucks?
1: that a thing? Yeah, you know what? Actually, I guess it could be Runaway, because one of the things I really liked about that Tonka truck is that I could fit in it and dump myself. So, I mean, and then I could also, like, drive it down the, the driveway. So it was, it was like a legit Tonka truck, yeah.
0: Dump myself. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So much and somehow out. we're back to the septic now. tank. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what to
3: do about that. Okay. Truck in the septic tank.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. Um, so right. you're a psychi- psychology degree. You got a degree. Yep. You actually participated in. You were a um, therapist for a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have a, I have a kind of a rule with myself that I'll give anything a year um, because a lot can change in a year. And uh, so I got to make sure that I truly don't like something. And I'm not just like mad at myself, that I don't, I don't understand like what's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, there's always like, there's always that phase of just like awkwardly getting your feet wet in like a new career or like a new thing. So I'll do anything for a year. So I was a therapist for a year at uh God, What was I? 21 years old telling a uh, grown, grown adults how to live their lives. It was great. Um, but, uh, but I always felt like it wasn't quite right. And actually I got my job as a therapist before I even graduated college. Um, and I, my, my boss was really surprised when I quit. She was like, hi, you're good at this. And at the time it's like, man, that was 10 years ago. I was making $75 an hour to just like tell people what to do. It was awesome. Uh, but you know, there was something inside of me that just like, wasn't, it just didn't, it didn't click, you know, like I definitely had to um acted differently than i felt inside you know obviously this look doesn't work so clearly i had to like change a lot about myself just in terms like how i presented myself to the world also how i acted um and you know at the time even as i was a therapist i had a um oh my, my my phone temperature is too high so if i cut out just let me know um but but when i was a therapist i could not wait um until 5.30 rolled around and I was done with my clients for the day and I could take off my freaking pantsuit uh, and get in my, uh, my shop clothes only to in the evening I had an apprenticeship, an internship at a local Volkswagen Audi garage. Unpaid internship um, because I had blown up the engine in my Volkswagen Rabbit. It was the love of my life car, which is actually right here. Uh, it's and-
3: Volkswagen engine behind you.
1: Yeah, that's a the, that's that's air cool. That's a sixteen hundred gold for. That's not for this. I actually swapped <laughs> a
0: good bomb that you picked a up. engine
1: into this car.
3: Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, I decided I wanted to daily drive this car till the day that I died, and I kept on having catastrophic failures. I'm like I need to rebuild this engine. <laughs> but I, I I had an apprenticeship, and like I mean, I would go after after my therapy job. I would just go to the shop, sweep floors, empty oil change containers, like nothing glamorous. But I freaking loved it, man. Mm. And I got to the point where like. It was actually a, um, a conversation that I had with my mom. I know Bogey knows the story so well. She's probably sick of hearing me tell it. So uh, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet. But, um, you know, I, I had a phone call from my mom when I was a therapist. And she was asking, like, hey, how, you know, how you doing? How are things going? Are you me? And I was like, kind of unsure how to answer that question. Because in my mind, I'm like, wait, I'm doing everything right. I got my degree. I've got a job that I have my degree in. I'm getting paid well. I'm 21 years old. Like I'm doing everything right. But yet, like, I just feel empty inside. And I was like, God, mom, I don't know if I'm actually happy or not. And she said, well, you know, I never have heard you happier in my life than when you tell me the latest thing that you did to your Volkswagen. And she's like, just just so you know, you know, take this with the greatest, you know, take this as you will. But like, just so you know, no one in this family is going to be disappointed in you. If you don't follow the career path that you got your degree in. So if, if you if you want to be true to yourself and if you want to follow the path in your passion and, and start working on cars for a living, like that that is okay by by us. Don't feel like you have anything to prove. You have nothing to prove. And it was like that moment when my mom gave me permission. Not, not like I needed it, because I've always been like a little bit of a rebel, if you can't tell, but um, but just like knowing that I had support behind me to pursue my passion, that was like, man, that was everything. And the next day, I gave my two weeks notice at my job, and I started working at the Volkswagen Audi shop full time, and the rest is history. That was uh, 10 years ago.
3: So when someone brings a car into your shop. 12 years ago. Oh, God. Okay. So when someone brings a car into your shop and says, can you analyze the problem? You really analyze the problem. Literally analyze the problem. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) and you know what? Uh, Sometimes I analyze the customer, too.
1: Sometimes people just come in, and they just need a little bit of wrench therapy in their brain, man. I don't know. Depends. (laughs) Depends.
2: <laughs> I I feel like being a mechanic, being a shop owner is so similar to being a bartender or being a therapist. We're like it's all the same, right? You're listening to people's problems and you're and you're helping them problem solve and figure it out. And yeah, absolutely. The neighborhood technician, the neighborhood shop owner, like you become the the therapist for a lot of your customers.
1: Oh yeah. Bogey nailed it. That's 100% true. And it's like sometimes I spend as much time just talking to a customer as I spend diagnosing the car. Just make sure they're okay. <laughs> and
3: they yeah. making sure their
1: car is okay. Mm-hmm. Totally.
3: I know you can relate. Okay. When we talked to you, Bogey, when we were down in Arizona, your team of people working on women working on the cars, it was therapy for them.
2: Yeah. It was therapy absolutely. for me. Yeah, I that's what Faye and I, therapy I met for me. Yeah, Faye and I met through one of those all-female builds that we did, and I think it was therapy for all of us. I, you know, those those builds, those experiences—they are all about connecting with one another and finding strength in connection. And yes. I think it it became, you know, so many of us. They, I know you experienced this too, like we're constantly normally the only woman in our job environment, right? Oh, yeah. We're the first woman they've ever hired. We're the first female mechanic that people have ever met. Like there's tons of us, but in our daily lives, we still feel like an only. And so those builds really did become therapy in a lot of ways because it was just like, oh my gosh, there's another one like me. Oh my yes. gosh. <laughs> exactly. And that was really yeah. validating. Absolutely. When I went out to work
1: on um, Bogey's first all-female build, the Shetty Montage, uh, man, I went in there. I was so scared. I did not feel like I was worthy. I didn't feel like, I mean, I had been idolizing Bogey for about 10 years because like, she was the first female mechanic I had ever heard of existed. And so I'm just like, oh my God, she can do it. I can do it. And like knowing she existed somewhere out there in the universe gave me the strength to just like you know carry on with what I was doing so I mean first of all it was crazy to meet her and work with her I felt so unworthy um, but that was the first time that I ever worked with another woman in a shop environment that was actually wrenching not just as a service advisor which is nothing against service advisors you guys do an incredible job and I love my service advisors so totally. much but um, totally. it's just different but it was it's it's just so validating yes yes absolutely it's just, it's just different and I, and I remember walking into Bogey's shop and like there was no she didn't vet me she didn't ask to see my resume. She was like, oh, so I hear you build engines for a living. Great, get to work on this. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm instantly trusted. Like she just, she looked at me and she didn't judge me. She knew that I could do what she asked me to do. And I've never been instantly trusted like that before. It was the most, I never felt more comfortable, more heard, more validated in my life in a shop before. Like that, that was a life-changing moment for me. And I'm sure that there are so many other women that felt that way being involved. So if anyone, any lady techs out there are watching this and you're hesitant about whether or not you should fly to Phoenix and be a part of one of those builds, man, you will not regret it for a second.
0: Talking with Bogey and Faye Headley of All Girls Garage on Motor Trend and Discovery. That's it for part one, part two coming up next week. And we ask the magic question, what car did Bogey purchase at a world famous car auction? And what are the three cars Faye has on her must-own list? Or must-lease list? Don't forget, you can now watch our recent episodes of the Talking About Cars podcast on the new Two Tired Guys Productions YouTube channel, and we humbly ask you to be a Talking About Cars and Two Tired Guys Productions patron. Throw us a couple of bucks to help with the expenses of putting together such a high-class and technologically sound show. And we'll toss you some cool stuff, like Say your name or post your name on our ending credits, and you'll get exclusive interviews with our guests and even some swag from the show. Head over to Patreon.com for more information and look up Two Tired Guys Productions. Don't forget to subscribe to our shows on Radio.com and KNX1070.com, and like and follow us on social media. And check out Hot Rod Bob's Great American Auto Scene, or GAS, G-A-A-S. That, too, will soon join us on the Two Tired Guys Productions channel. Until next time, I'm Randy Cardoon. We'll talk to you next time as we go talking about cars.